It's Monday. It's September 17th. And the word of the day is Qualtech, which means the first person you see after leaving your house. Used in a sentence, my most frequent Qualtech is the old man who's always sitting on his front stoop in the next building over. And when I see him, I yell, Qualtag tag! And I run away. Um, he's not very good at the game aspect, and he remains it. I'm winning by a lot. I'm winning by a mm. bunch of points. I think putting the scoreboard up on your building was a little much. Can I give That's you that? That's because you don't get sports. He needs to know. <laughs> I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode... President Trump fills about 3,000 graves with fake dudes. We get to make fun of people who live in eastern North Carolina with impunity. <laughs> and the American political spectrum looks like a train car with a crazy hobo named Donald in the middle. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, Family Guy... Or the Simpsons. Go. Uh, secret answer C, having a sense of humor that developed past the year 2000. Yeah, you know, Eli has very mature tastes in cartoons about fart. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. In our lead story tonight, treason? And that's the entire extent of a tweet we got from the President of the United States earlier this month. Following a now notorious op-ed in the New York Times that was highly critical of the chief executive. The piece was written by a certain anonymous vice president who shall remain nameless <laughs> and detailed just how terrifying it is to be part of the Trump administration. You guys have no idea how hard it was to be a concentration camp guard. You could have fallen <laughs> out of the tower. <laughs> I mean, I get what he was going for, but the tweet, like, it reads like an invite, right? Like, if I just tweeted billiards, you wouldn't take that as an accusation, would you? I am not Tennis? billiards. Treason? <laughs> All right, so just to be perfectly clear, it has not been officially confirmed that Mike Pence wrote the op-ed, and Pence is continuing to deny it, but it's so brutally obvious he did it, right? Like... Like tragic farce levels of obvious, <laughs> especially considering the anonymous author used the term lodestar at one point. And Mike Pence, sorry, uh, Mike Schmentz is literally the only other human being ever, 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 ever <laughs> that I've ever heard use that word. It, it might as well end with. Why is a woman walking into my office? I'm scared. I'm diving out the window now. Ow, that really hurt. I'm writing in blood now. The end. And here's the other thing. The New York Times has admitted they know who this is. Would they have published an anonymous op-ed from the assistant vice director of chairs and windows? No. But Mike fucking Pence says, hey, I'm going to write under the name Schmike Schmentz until next lazy, year lazy. when everyone knows it's me. You're going to publish that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now it's just like sad and embarrassing. I mean, if it's not Pence... It's Pence, but but if it's not Pence, <laughs> it's clearly another very high-level member of the administration, probably one of the several dozen officials who decided to make public denials along with the VP. And now Trump's freaking out like a mob boss at the end of the movie, just like ripping shirts open, trying to find a wire that's never there. And um, <laughs> according to another unnamed source in the White House, 
Trump's also trying to shame the op-ed writer into admitting <laughs> it. He's apparently telling all his aides to use the word coward as much oh, as Jesus possible. Christ. Until <laughs> Yeah. Until the the grown adult just can't take it anymore and yells out like, it was me. I am not a coward. I am not. I'm not a coward. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll go shave it, a haircut, yes, and just that's stop. Exactly. <laughs> that's literally the plan of the president of the United States. Okay, but look, the fact that his plan doesn't involve like a pile of bird seed and a tunnel painted on the canyon. Well, that's a step up from what I expected when I first <laughs> read the thing. Compliment so. sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's a quick uh, couple highlights from the op-ed, starting with the entire problem in a nutshell. Uh, according to Schmike Schmentz, quote, Stole your joke back. The, <laughs> the root of the problem is the president's amorality. Anyone who works with him knows he is not moored to any discernible first principles that guide his decision making, end quote. So basically, good job, guys. You elected a president who's chaotic evil and I have to deal with it. What the fuck? And I'm lawful evil, so I'm the resistance, you see, the resistance. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, justifying a coup d'etat by referencing how moral you are seems like a damn Pensian thing to do, if you ask me. <laughs> And uh, we also got confirmation that it's not just Democrats who are terrified that a 9-11 fist-pumping man-baby is supposed what to be running the, the country. Schmentz also added, quote, It may be cold comfort in this chaotic era, but Americans should know that there are adults in the room. We fully recognize what is happening, and we're trying to do what's right even when Donald Trump won't, end quote. By working for we're him. Still. Yep. Working in his administration. Yeah. And one last piece worth mentioning. Schmentz told us the following. Quote, there were early whispers within the cabinet of invoking the 25th Amendment, which would start a complex process for removing the president. But nobody wanted a constitutional crisis. So we're going to do what we can to steer the administration in the right direction until one way or another, it's over. End quote. So basically... Yes, yes, there's a literal dragon loose. We probably should have tried to kill it before, like right away when we found out about the dragon. But now uh, I say we just let it burn stuff until it's tired. That's yeah. our national policy right now. <laughs> I mean, we're helping the dragon burn stuff, but it's it's dumb stuff. He was going to burn anyway. I'm the resistance. Have I mentioned <laughs> I, I, I'm the I resistance? I love that he's like, well, we didn't want a constitutional crisis, so we didn't use the constitutional thing, right? We went, we went extra constitutional because we want a just regular crisis. But I, I mean, it's worth pointing out here. There is a 0% chance you could actually remove him through the 25th Amendment, which is clearly written to deal with a, a president that is incapacitated, not just stupid. Right? The, the wording of the amendment would allow Trump to resume the duties of the presidency as long as he can write a letter saying he's not incapacitated, which there's at least a 40% chance he could do. The only <laughs> real constitutional remedy is impeachment, and since you'd need a two-thirds majority of Congress to nail down a 25th Amendment removal, it's basically just adding another step. 60% yeah. chance he just, like, tweets a racial slur and then forgets what he's doing. But <laughs> yeah, like right, still forty percent right. he's back. He starts to write the letter and Gary Cohn steals it off his desk. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy Reagan won't sign it for him like she did for Ronald. Yeah, right. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like a pretty big chunk of the White House staff and a pretty big chunk of the GOP in general is 
technically committing treason on a daily basis by doing their best to stop Donald Trump from doing whatever the fuck he's trying to do at any given moment. And this mm. is coming from his own party. Apparently, it's like just a, a team of brand new babysitters over there just diving across tables, taking away the bags of glass and gas-powered sharp things this giant man-baby keeps trying to put in his mouth. Except, instead of stuff that could kill just the man-baby, it's, you know, the world economy and nuclear launch codes that he has. <sighs> so... Every day, it's just like, no, spit out the launch code. Spit them out. No. Bad POTUS. That's a work day for our vice president right now. Okay, Schmeich so president. impeachment or leaving bags of glass and gas power sharp things around. There are two possible solutions. <laughs> so either way, we should check in on those rubber duck recording devices we planted back in November and see how the White House investigation is getting along. Uh, you you wanted to see me, Mr. President? Tyler, the big guy. There he is. There's my guy. Come uh, here. Stop. Come here. Doing... Up high. Uh, down low. Just stop. Please. Uh, you know who taught me that? You know who taught me yeah, that? Your black friend, Kanye My black West. friend, Kanye West. That's right. Love that guy. He's mentally ill. Classic. So, any luck on finding the coward who wrote that cowardly op-ed? Do you hear uh, me? Do you think you heard No, me? sir. Curses. Yeah. No, the, the interviews have not been going well. You can work me over like a rented mule. I will not squeal. Sarah, I literally haven't even asked you anything yet. It took tearing out three fingernails for Ma and Pa to find out what I wanted for my seventh birthday. Now, maybe you've got the stones for that kind of party, but uh, I seriously doubt it. You know what? Never mind. Damn right. Well, that's not... Mr. Sessions, come out from under the desk. Who loves the Trumpsels? We would never write. I just, them. I just want to ask you a couple of Do questions. Do not hurt us! You know what? Never mind. And I told her, Joke star with a pinky, but he going to get used to it. What she do is to buy a pack of charpies, like the ones that come you, in different you know sizes. You what? You definitely didn't write anything in English. Well, Tyler, you tried your best. There's just one thing I don't understand. Uh, not true at all. Why would someone on our side do this? I don't know. I, I think maybe being a conservative in this country used to mean something different. You know, it used to mean no new taxes. It used to mean the party of Lincoln and Eisenhower. I'm not saying that they were ever right about everything, but conservatives in this country used to represent a difference of opinion about how our country should run, not the goddamn villains in a Nickelodeon movie. And maybe whoever wrote that op-ed started out thinking you were controllable, that you'd piss off some libtards, sure, but that the mechanisms of government would keep you in check. And then when they realized what they'd unleashed on the world for whatever it was worth, they just wanted something on the record so that future generations would know that not everyone who wore the title of conservatives in these times was a lazy, evil, theocratic racist. Maybe, or maybe, you know what? Maybe they just did it for the sake of their soul. Or maybe it was Hillary. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if it was Hillary. Check. It was probably Hillary. Either way, it's about time for a quick break and a word from our sponsor. Okay, dude, just be nice, though. His his neighbor asked if I was an octoroon. Okay. I mean, are you? Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, buddy. What's Welcome up? to Shea Boz. Just let me... Great. Great. Just let me, let me get that. this here. Just to... gotta... Okay. Damn it, that 
that was going to happen. Yep. That. Yep. That was going to happen. Anyway, come on in. Is this fiberglass? What am I looking yeah. at? Yeah. Sure. Let's say it's fiberglass. Anyway, okay. welcome. So, not quite moved in yet, but uh, right. elephant in the room. There is an elephant in the room. Yeah, but we called the exterminator. He should be gone by June. I want to pet it. You pet the you elephant. Should, you should not pet it. Anyway, right, I'm petting uh, it. dinner's going to be ready in a minute. Uh, just a little gas problem this afternoon, but should be a-okay. You guys want me to light a fire in the fireplace? Hey, um, out of left field here, Eli, but have you heard of PolicyGenius.com? No, what's PolicyGenius.com? Dude, that's the easy way to get life insurance online. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find the best policy for you. And when you compare quotes, you save money. It's that simple. And they don't just make life insurance easy. They also compare disability insurance, renter's insurance, and health insurance. If you care about it, they can cover it. Wow, that sounds really useful. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. Heath, Heath, don't open that. Don't Why? open that. Why? What, what's in here? Fire. That's the that's the fire's room. The fire stays in one room? So far, yeah. It's just in that one right. room. Right. Okay, so uh, if you're looking for a good reason to buy life insurance, here's three for you. It's National Life Insurance Awareness Month, prices are at a 20-year low, and Policy Genius makes it easy to get the right policy for you. Just go to PolicyGenius.com, get quotes, and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing on your phone right now. Like, right now. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Oh, hey, buddy. You want to come out and say hi to Noah and Heath? Okay. He's shy. The fire is shy. Yeah. I want to pet him. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. In PR nightmare news tonight, Puerto Ricans reached a new low this week after it came to light that they were so desperate to make Donald Trump look bad that they intentionally died by the thousands just to make his response to Hurricane Maria look bad. Now, we learned this through a tweet that was callous even by the standard of Trump tweets. Oh, my God. Okay, so here's here's the tweet. I'm sure you've heard it. Quote, 3,000 people did not die in the two hurricanes that hit Puerto Rico. When I left the island after the storm hit, there had been anywhere from 6 to 18 deaths. As time went by, it did not go up by much. Then, a long time later, they started to report really large numbers like 3,000. End tweet. And then, because he had way more than 180 characters worth of evil to spout, he added in a second tweet, quote, This was done by the Democrats in order to make me look as bad as possible when I was successfully raising billions of dollars to help rebuild Puerto Rico. If a person died for any reason, like old age, just add them to the list. Bad politics. I love Puerto Rico. End quote. (laughs) I'm surprised he wasn't eating a fucking taco salad. I love Puerto Rican people. (laughs) Show me the the buildings. Okay. So... (laughs) What exactly does he think the Democrats did? Did they lie about the death toll to him when he was there to make him look bad? Make up a bunch of fake dead people? Kill 3,000 Puerto Ricans as soon as his plane was off the ground? I want to know what's going on in his head. Just dragging dead bodies out of the morgue, sprinkling a little water on them. All right, there we go. (laughs) Right. It looks like he drowned. 
All right. So Republicans, especially the ones in Florida, uh, which has nearly a million Puerto Rican residents, were quick to distance themselves from the revisionist malice contained in this tweet. Governor and senatorial candidate Rick Scott showed his only known sign of humanity to date in a tweet that pointed out that the current death toll comes from multiple independent studies and unabashedly racist gubernatorial candidate Rick DeSantis offered a much weaker rebuke, saying only... I have no reason to dispute these numbers. Uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan also rebuffed the claims by saying, quote, it's important that we get these numbers right. We're talking about human lives here, not marathon times, end quote. (laughs) That's that's a weird way to reference the importance of what you're saying by reminding everyone about the time you lied, right? Ladies and gentlemen, today more than ever, we need to join hands as a nation. I have a four-inch penis. pretty huge i think that was that was a joke about the marathon it it, it was that wasn't a real (laughs) that wasn't a real quote oh damn it (laughs) gotcha take it back despite these vociferous denials from his own party trump doubled down the following day by pointing out that most of the deaths happened after the hurricane was over which is how death works (laughs) right like i don't get off for murder because the gunshot victim died in some hospital several hours later (laughs) It only counts as a hurricane death if the wind hits you and your body gets sliced in half. Otherwise, (laughs) clearly, yeah, it's not on me. Now, he also claimed that the death toll rose, quote, like magic, end quote. And then as though in awe of his own incompetence and in direct disregard for how the time dimension works, he added in all caps, quote, 50 times last original number. No way. End quote. (laughs) Multiplication is crazy. It's like addition (laughs) plus magic. Yeah, (laughs) clearly. Now, for the record, the adjusted death toll in Puerto Rico stands at 2,975 people, making it the third deadliest hurricane in American history, surpassed only by the 1900 hurricane in Galveston, Texas, and the San Siriaco hurricane of 1899. It comes in just shy of the death toll from 9-11 or the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. Or, looked at another way, it exceeds the death toll from every other hurricane that's hit the U.S. mainland in my entire lifetime combined. And I'm fucking old. But in Trump's defense, it's probably because those Puerto Ricans weren't drinking all those paper towels he brought them. They could have, they had plenty of fiber. (laughs) Classic (laughs) mistake. And, in heavy flow news tonight, Hurricane Florence continued to pummel the Carolinas this weekend, leaving 11 dead and over a million people without power. Yeah, I think it's up to 13 now, actually. And by the way, he's talking about electric power. Uh, In terms of losing political power, the Carolinas have, I think, about three and a half million black people combined. Yeah. (laughs) And while emergency services were certainly more prepared for this storm than they were for Maria and Irma last year, the severity of this and other weather does make it 100% okay to throw a water balloon as hard as you like at James Inhofe's face. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but just be forewarned that he's going to use that to deny somebody drought relief money later. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> then he's going to do a jumping jack too hard, and his balls are going to hit him right in the face, and he's going to like <laughs> he's going to think women are a hoax all of a sudden. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And on this note, I have to say it has been so fun to watch politicians who spent the last, you know, 364 days yelling fake news give press conferences where they're like, the news is not fake. Please <laughs> leave if we told you to. I know that this is what I would say if I were part of the Jew media and I'm like, oh, but for real, this, this time was the news. And then, I can't stress this enough, go right back to not 
listening to what the news says. I'm going to I'm going to be saying news is going to be real for like 4 5 days tops. Promise. Just like thank you. Yeah. No, it's all real. It's except the, the parts with Mike Seidel trying to stand up. <laughs> I was wearing a, a spinnaker. That's on me. I shouldn't have worn a spinnaker. I had a, I have a clear spinnaker. You can't see it, but it was to, I was leaning. It was leaning me a lot. A parachute. Those anyway. guys were like ninjas in the background, though. You should have Those seen guys, them. Very strong. Very yeah, strong. Magnets. Anyway, we know we have a lot of listeners down south. So if you're in the eye of the storm, okay, you can't hear this because you lost power but when you do download your podcast you'll hear us tell us telling you to be safe and if you do die take a picture because based on the previous story we're gonna have to do like a roll call or something to convince <laughs> Trump after this one count off by fours or something and on that note we're gonna take one more quick break for a word from our sponsor Angry noises, angry noises, angry noises. Hey, Carl, uh, what's wrong, buddy? Oh, hey, Heath, it's Eli. All he eats is ramen noodles and Oreos. And whenever I try to cook for him, he says, I can't eat that. I'm vegan. Right, yeah, that does sound a lot like him. Um, Why don't you try Green Chef? What's Green Chef? Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that includes everything you need to easily cook delicious meals that you can feel good about. With Green Chef, it's easy to maintain a specialty diet and enjoy exciting new options. Meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore. Wow, so even if I'm on a special diet, I could enjoy a diverse array of recipes that range from global cuisines to classic comfort foods, all with a signature touch, plus pre-portioned ingredients delivered to my door, along with easy-to-follow step-by-step instructions to make it easy to eat? That's right, Carl. Green Chef sent us a box to try, and mine was fantastic. No boring, repetitive menus, and each dish in the box was different and delicious. Wait a second, if they sent you a box, didn't they send a vegan box to Eli? Uh, I mean, they must have, right? It's actually kind of weird that uh, he hasn't yet said anything. I'm so happy! (laughs) Yeah, there it is. There it is. He'll be okay. He's just been waiting for this for a long time. He he really, really has, yeah. So for $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash skeptocrat. That's greenchef.us slash skeptocrat? That's right, Carl. Green Chef. Eating well just got easier. There's no meat. I know, buddy. No meat. Just just for you, buddy. None. More eggs. Yep. There's no eggs. No eggs. I can eat it. You could. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Manafortissimo news. Trump's former campaign chairman and former non-felon Paul Manafort appeared in court on Friday to plead guilty to most of the non-violent crimes we've bothered to name. (laughs) A plea deal seeks to reduce his prison time and dismisses the deadlock charges against him in his previous federal trial. And in exchange, he's agreed to fully cooperate with the special counsel probe into the ceaseless series of crimes that was the Trump campaign. Uh, The deal reportedly limits his maximum prison sentence to 10 years, which would give the 69-year-old traitor about a 50-50 shot of not dying before he's paroled. Right. The other 50% shot is whether or not a couple of Russian tourists happen to be passing by him in a park before he gets to jail. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yay! Squirt gun fight! That's awesome! Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) 
Oh, All right, so Trump's personal attorney and actor best known for his portrayal of the pile of sculpted mashed potatoes in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Rudy Giuliani, insisted in the wake <laughs> of the news that Trump is unconcerned by Manafort's plea deal. He seems real unconcerned, yeah. Uh, tweeting the following day, quote, According to sources close to Manafort defense, the cooperation sick, agree sick, does not involve the Trump campaign. <laughs> There was no collusion with Russia. Another road traveled by Mueller. Same conclusion. No evidence of collusion. President did nothing wrong. End quote. Now, legal experts have pushed back against that claim, pointing out that there's no fucking reason whatever for Mueller's team to cut a deal with Manafort if he's not turning on anyone. <laughs> and podcast experts have also pushed back by pointing out that Rudy Giuliani has literally never said a true thing. <laughs> Also, Rudy Giuliani appears to be using skin lotion by Tim Burton. I don't know. It's a weird thing. <laughs> One of these days, he's going to come out for a press conference. He's just going to be the penguin. He's going to be just the actual straight the penguin. penguin. And we're going to be like, don't stay civil. Don't point out the flippers. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's also worth underscoring the fact that among the things that Manafort just pled guilty to was illegally colluding with the Russian government to manipulate the American political system. It's like one of the things he just said he did. <laughs> on behalf right. of Hillary. Right. <laughs> right, yeah, but he only did that so he could finally dish on the true villain that was behind the scenes, America. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Now, Manafort's guilty plea marks the 33rd witch that Mueller's witch hunt has managed to uncover, seven of which have <laughs> pled guilty, the other 26 of which are Russian citizens beyond the reach of the special counsel. And if you count organizations, we get to add three more, which puts us at about 2.77 covens full for all of those uh, keeping score at home. Noah, be honest. Did you have to look up how many witches are in a coven, or did you already know that? It varies, but a lot of people say it should be 13. <laughs> I knew that. And in good news tonight <laughs> is it amazon ceo and man with too much money jeff bezos has announced a new two billion dollar charity fund to help homeless families and start preschool programs in low-income areas yeah but b before we get too excited about this keep in mind that percentage-wise this would be like me donating 23 bucks to charity <laughs> And also making Morgan pee in a garbage can while he edits and doesn't take <laughs> okay, breaks. Yeah, so right. we, we are halfway there, everybody. We are halfway there. <laughs> so here's the thing. I ran the math on this. So according to the Department of Housing and Irving Development, there were 554,000 homeless people on any given night in 2017. So we could either give each of them $3,500 or, or, hear me out, billionaires like Jeff Bezos and their companies could pay their fucking taxes and then our government could take care of its <laughs> citizens, you know. Yeah, well, but uh, to be fair, according to the Department of Housing and Urban Development, the pyramids were grain silos. So <laughs> I don't know if we can trust them. And they were built by workers with uh, very similar working conditions as Amazon workers. So. <laughs> Is that not true? Not they true. had they found bathrooms. Out those weren't slaves. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, this is the problem with philanthropy and these kind of stories, right? Like Jeff Bezos giving more money than you or I or anyone we will ever meet or anyone we will ever meet will ever meet to charity makes makes it feel amazing. You think to yourself like, wow, this dude's doing a ton of good. And he is. But the good he's doing is at the cost of way, way more good. Right. So, yeah. for instance, the project, <laughs> which is say it, but yeah, right. The project, <laughs> which is called Day One, only breaks the top 
50 philanthropic foundations. The, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, for example, was at $40 billion in 2015. But again, that $2 billion is money from personal wealth that Bezos acquired through a broken financial system that creates one dude worth $160 billion, giving the rest of us two of those and us all thinking a good thing happened. <laughs> Well, until Eli comes along and shits all over our happy illusion. Thanks, Eli. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. My fault. And finally tonight, the president of the United States thinks the fucking Fed is a Ponzi scheme. God <laughs> damn it. And actually, it might even be dumber than that. Oh, it, it, is. It, it, it is. It actually definitely is dumber than that. The president thinks the U.S. national debt could just go away entirely if we print up physical cash and hand it to our creditors in a fucking bag, just like, here you go, China. Here's a stack of 12 billion crisp new $100 bills. <laughs> <laughs> Plus Marvin Gardens. We're even now. Yeah, You're right, welcome. Right. <laughs> Count it in front of me. I don't want to get halfway home. You have to call me. Tell me it's short. One, <laughs> two, three. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So sounds like I'm just making shit up, but that's 100% real. According yeah. to a new book by Bob Woodward, one of the most respected journalists in the history of the country, Trump was talking about paying off the national debt, and he literally said the following to his chief economic advisor at the time, Gary Cohn. Quote, just run the presses print money, and press. He said those exact words to the former COO of Goldman Sachs, <laughs> at which point Cohn was forced to respond, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? Read a book. <laughs> but without using those words, because it was the president. So his actual response was, this is my favorite, you don't get to do it that way. <laughs> You don't get to do it that way. The other day, Noah explained in a staff meeting why I should have been an abortion, and he had a chart. What I'm saying <laughs> is I'm running for president, because then... And by the way, that is not the dumbest thing that Trump says to Gary Cohn in this book, right? Like, it is impossible <laughs> to read that book and not want to give Gary Cohn a hug at the end of it. Uh, challenge accepted. Read the book no. and not want to give Gary Cohn a hug. Ah, redacted. <laughs> that is a big book. Yeah, so <laughs> apparently Trump is calling fake news on Bob Woodward's entire investigation, which sounds familiar. I feel like Doesn't this happened with another <laughs> president and Woodward at some point. <laughs> Can't remember the details if it worked out for that president. Anyway, Cohn is also pushing back against this book, except without actually denying any of the details we just talked about. Nope. Cohn also isn't denying the part when he had to physically remove a draft letter from Trump's desk because otherwise we would have canceled trade agreements with South Korea, Canada, and Mexico, like, just for spite, even right, though yep. they were good agreements. And then in that story, the president forgot about canceling those trade agreements because he's a fucking goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> now, just for the record, I've heard people point out that Following the financial crisis of 2007-2008, the quantitative easing thing done by the Fed was basically creating money. And Yeah, that was my and question. Yes, that was not Eli's, but yes, quantitative <laughs> easing did increase the money supply. 
All that being said, Trump had no fucking idea about any of the words I just said. No, so that's not no. what he was talking about. Also, quantitative easing has exactly nothing to do with printing physical cash. <laughs> right. And it definitely would not be useful in removing national debt. Like, when when the bag of cash thing doesn't work, we can't just call up China and be like, okay, okay, that was, that was stupid, the bag of cash thing, granted. New plan, we opened a brand new checking account for you at the Fed with <laughs> $1.2 trillion. Enjoy. No. You're going to get your debit card in two to three business days. <laughs> yeah, we don't know why it takes that long either. It seems weird. Just <laughs> the panel come later also <laughs> slightly off subject here but if you haven't read the book and you've just heard about it in the news you probably have the impression that it's just like a 530 page indictment of trump it isn't in fact if anything woodward goes so far out of his way to be middle of the road that he's disingenuous in favor of trump and still the book is filled to the brim with shit like this <sighs> yeah so just to recap the leader of our country was sitting in his office just peeling Monopoly game pieces off hundreds of Big Macs, and he was like, I got it, I got it, I can't believe nobody ever thought of this before. We just make another really big tray of money. Everybody wins. <laughs> Why are all the nerds at the Fed being dicks about this? Tyler, Tyler, get in here. I have an idea. No, I heard you thinking aloud from the other room, sir, no. Ah, I never find boardwalk. Every time, it's Park Place. I think McDonald's is cheating. Actually, they were. They, they were. were. The whole they were. That whole amazing thing was story. It's a great story. <laughs> and who, what breaks it up? A thing that breaks up every single great scam in the history. An angry somebody's, woman. Somebody's ex-girlfriend. Yep. Do not piss <laughs> off the women in your life. They will fuck you. I don't think it has to do with the gender of the woman. That but is the, 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 last... the ex part. Yeah, I think, um, the, I think the cheating people out of millions of dollars was probably the, the real crime. Yeah. There. But, yeah. <laughs> don't fuck right. the women. That's going to do it for episode 80. <laughs> Thanks. No illusions. Steal Thanks some money. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. <laughs> Thanks to all the listeners who like us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Jay, Riff, Kate, Michael, Joel, Foot Seeking Lego Missile, Gregory, Carl, Alex, Tom, Cool, Chris, Arc Atheist, Rob, The Fallacious Trump Podcast, Keith, Nemo Utopian, Ivan, Justin, Mark, Brian, Timothy, Nicole, Daniel, Jordan, Squick Thinger, Grant, Philip, and Adam. For whose dicks and vaginas I would wait on a line of greens and blues just to be the next to be with. And also Susanna, who made a very generous additional pledge and is now officially in the Hall of Fame. Hi, Susanna. Hall of fame. Hi, Susanna. Ooh, it's Susanna. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Skating Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slodnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Eat Jeff Bezos. Unless you're a vegetarian. <laughs> Vegan. Exception. Thank you.
my father-in-law was has been staying with us for the last couple of days because he usually stays with my sister and her house is chaotic and her husband and son are screaming at each other constantly. So and he's got high blood pressure. So he has to stay with us. So this is the first time he's ever watched a Jags game with me. And like as we're watching it, I'm screaming and shouting about all the fucking holding calls that New England isn't getting and everything and getting all angry and shit. He's like, man, you're good at being pissed off. I was like, you know, that that is what I do for a living. Like this right here, only about other subjects. This is what I do for a living. So. Is this is this podcast could have been about anything. The Pope's holding the Pope's holding again. Bucket. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, uh, 93 B. With Green Chef, it's easy to maintain a specialty diet and enjoy exciting new options. End of sentence. Meal plans <laughs> include... The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.